If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will even distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts and many more streaming platforms. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's anchor.fm. Spurs, man, for God's sake. You had one job, beat Newcastle. You can't even do that correctly. I mean, it's... You deserve all the shit going your way when you're going to let Joel Linton, of all people, score past you. Hello and welcome back to the Off the Crossbar podcast with myself, Regan Walsh, and my co-presenter as always, Brad. How are you on this Monday afternoon? Yeah, he gets that after the third take. I'm doing fine. So happy bank holiday Monday to you. Oh, yes, it is a happy bank holiday. And what a weekend it was. Many people around the world would have been celebrating Easter, but us football fans, we were celebrating the return of the Premier League. And by God, it didn't let us down, did it? That's so nice. Did you get any Easter eggs? Uh, no, actually, I didn't get any Easter eggs. I completely mm. forgot. I didn't even realise it was Easter, to be fair. I mean, I, pra- I got two of them, but, you know, I might as well have got none, considering mm. the options I got given. Oh, gosh. I was too busy focused on the football to even remember it was Easter this weekend, I tell you. We say in sport, expect the unexpected, and Saturday well and truly delivered. It's, it's the first game of Premier League action and my God, was it a madness. Chelsea played West Brom at Stamford Bridge and it finished Chelsea 2, West Bromwich Albion 5. To say that loud for those in the back who didn't understand or have just fainted, <laughs> they were being reminded of that one. Chelsea 2, West Bromwich Albion 5. It's just it's a bit mental now because... Someone would have been saying that it was a late April Fool's joke. I mean, it was a few days before, and what, Jesus Christ, what the feck happened to Chelsea? This is the most untomistical thing that we've seen so far under his Chelsea tenor. It really is. It's their first defeat in all competitions under Tuchel. They just looked bang average all game. First time they've conceded more than one goal. <laughs> And it was to West Brom. I mean, I saw a stat the other day that 32% of West Brom's goals this season have come against Chelsea. Isn't there the other stat as well as like 20% of those are by Callum Robinson? Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure only he's only scored against Chelsea this season. Oh, my God. Absolutely unreal. And so Matthias Pereira scored a brace just before half-time for West Brom. And then... Callum Robinson and by the end and Callum Robinson, as we've mentioned, scored the other goals for Sam Allardyce's side, whilst Mason Mount and Christian Pulisic scored for Chelsea. However, that wasn't the only drama for Chelsea, as they had to play the majority of the game with 10 players after Thiago Silva got sent off after half an hour for the Blues. Yeah. He just doesn't like playing West Brom, does he? No. <laughs> it's the only thing he doesn't turn up for. Yeah. I'm absolutely flabbergasted by this result. 
Never count out Big Sam. Mm. You got points against Liverpool. It's another point against the big club. It's his mentality. It's the way. He actually can get the points against the big teams. And he he's proven us right again by taking three off to Tuchel. I mean, I just, absolute credit to him for getting his side to play the way they did and get the result. Took the chances more clinical than uh, Chelsea, who just looked at sixes and sevens after the international break. And uh, they've got a long way to sort this problem out. You know what it was as well? It was... The most unbig Sam performance ever with the football that I was watching, but yet the, the first Albion goal was the most big Sam goal ever. <laughs> yeah, just Sam Johnson sends it long all the way through the whole team, and it gets to Matias Pereira, who uh, slots it past uh, Mendy in goal. I mean, that is absolutely unreal. Yeah, but it, it, that's, if I put my Villa fan hat on, for a second, mm-hmm. I'm deeply worried now about the greatest of great escape. I mean, it would be their second great escape if you think back to the 2004-2005 season where they were bottom at Christmas and escaped on the last day under uh, Brian Robson, which is known as the great escape. It, it's a great escape, but if you actually look at stats-wise, Villa's one last season was actually technically better. But... Shouldn't have stayed up. Oh, don't start this one. Yes. Uh, yeah, incredible feat for West Brom. And uh, they now move on to 21 points. Still, obviously, we're in the bottom three. But uh, with results elsewhere this weekend, it has done them a bit of favour and given them a bit of hope in possibly surviving where I Chelsea and. That's because that be, Albion fans can be thanking us later. Yes. Whilst Chelsea fans, on the other hand, will be looking right over their shoulder with three teams directly behind them on. 49 points and one of them being West Ham who have played a game less than the Blues so it's not looking all dandy uh, now for Thomas Tuchel's side elsewhere in the Premier League uh, the game afterwards finished 2-1 to Leeds which was a comfortable result we talked about in the preview show we would expect Leeds to score a few goals and they got the result with the help of an own goal from Phil Jagielka then we had the first of the two big games on Saturday afternoon with Leicester City hosting Manchester City at the King Power Stadium and Benjamin Mendy and Gabby Jesus were the two goal scorers for Pep Guardiola's side as they ran out to no winners. I mean, they are eventual champions, aren't they? You just give them the title now? Like, what's the point? They only need 11 more points for the remainder of this season to reclaim the title. Yeah. So four more wins and they've done it. And you've got to say, it's going to be hard for anyone to stop them now in the league. I mean, their next four games, just having a quick look at it here. Uh, so next weekend, they face a trip to Leeds United. Then uh, they play Aston Villa, Crystal Palace. And then the game that they could be crowned champions is at home to Manchester City. And if they don't do it that game, it'll be Newcastle yeah. the following week. So, so Man City... To win the title, as you've just said there, they have to beat themselves. To <laughs> Did I say? Th- oh, I meant Chelsea. They play <laughs> at home to Chelsea, sorry. Well, they might as well play themselves at this point because they've got no real test. Exactly. Um, but yeah, so it could all come concluding on the 8th of May 
but that's it probably will change to uh sunday uh the 9th of may because that game hasn't been changed for kickoff times yet because uh, none of the may fixtures have bought yeah they could the earliest they can win it is the weekend of the 8th of may against chelsea and then the final three games after that will be newcastle brighton and then they finish the season at home to everton and then the second big game that took place on saturday was at the Emirates Stadium between Arsenal and Liverpool and it was the Diogo Jota show as he scored a brace as Liverpool beat Arsenal 3-0 with the other goal coming from Mohamed Salah for Jurgen Klopp's side. We can safely say Jota may now be more deserving of a starting spot than Roberto Firmino. Oh, 100%. He's such a key player for them, Diogo Jota. I can't remember how much they spent on him again. I want to say somewhere between 25 and 30 million. Well, then Wolves have had their pants pulled down. Yeah. It's been such a good uh, buy for them this season. It's absolutely... It's shown how pivotal he has been in the the games he's played. Obviously, he missed quite a period of time through injury and they just didn't look like... If Salah wasn't scoring, the rest of that team didn't look like they were going to score... And he's now going to get them goals. And like you said, I think it is time to give him a starting place amongst this team. And Arsenal, do we really go in on this Arsenal defence? Because shambolic. <laughs> almost as shambolic as it was against Burnley. It was almost a similar situation, wasn't it? Yeah, 100%. I mean, I saw something after the game that uh Aubameyang and Lacazette had more touches in their own half throughout that game than they did in the opposition's half. And then I saw, like, um, you know, the heat, well, not a heat map, but, like, uh, where players spent the most time in the pitch. It the is furthest, <laughs> The furthest forward Arsenal player through that game was Martin Odegaard. Yeah, that's, it's pretty interesting. I mean, I'm almost not as, as surprised in this. Yeah, from what I saw from it, like, um, like I said, might as well have been playing centre mid in that game, like how deep he was throughout that game. But yeah, poor result for Arsenal, summed up their season, uh, sitting in 10th place whilst Liverpool are one of those teams that are closing in on Chelsea after Chelsea dropped points and the team above them also dropped points. And we'll talk about them now as Tottenham played Newcastle in the Sunday afternoon game and it finished 2-2. Harry Kane scoring a brace for Jose Mourinho side whilst Joe Linton and a late goal from Joe Willock spoiled the party for Jose Mourinho side and uh, shared the points between the two sides. It's the very second yet again people start thinking Spurs could push for the top four you know they're gonna do it and they go and do the Spurs thing again. I know we said it the other week when we was talking about the Europa League exit but just when will they stop being Spurs, man? For God's you, sake. You had one job. Beat Newcastle. You can't even do that currently. I mean, it's... Oh. You deserve all the shit going your way when you're going to let Joel Linton, of all people, score past you. Yeah. How are you letting Joel Linton score past you? It's absolutely crazy. It's, his only, it's only his second goal in the Premier League this season. How are you letting him score? Just complete lack of concentration. Or as in Jose's words, it's the players. Yeah. His exact words, same coach, different players. Different players, yep. Like, 
Did you want them to fall out with you? Like... <laughs> I mean, it is his second season, so second season syndrome for Jose. Nothing new. I think I've seen something as well. This story going around about older viral. I'd liking a tweet where you said that. Seen I haven't seen that myself. No, I haven't seen it specifically, but I've heard about it. And this game also just highlights the need for Harry Kane to get out of this side. He can score all the goals when the rest of the team are performing like that and can't beat a poor Newcastle side. He's got to be questioning his future. He really does. Yeah, it's the question we've asked already. It will be an interesting summer to see if he does make a decision on that. Mm. We, We don't know. That's the simple yeah. fact. I think for the betterment of his career, he definitely has to. And then uh, elsewhere on Sunday, the game before that, Southampton beat Burnley 3-2 with Nathan Redmond, Danny Ings and Stuart Armstrong scoring for Ralph Hasenhutl's sides. That's despite uh, being 2-0 down early on after Matteo Vidra and a Chris Wood penalty gave Burnley an early lead. If it was a small thing we can add on, that's pretty big for Southampton considering they've just faltered away. Whenever they've gone yeah. they've not been a big comeback team. No, and they definitely looked impressive. Once they got that one goal back, they, they seemed to be a proper determination in that squad to bring the fullback um, back complete and then go on and get the result. Then the game after the Spurs, uh, Newcastle took part at Villa Park and it was Fulham that won 3-1. Sorry, Aston Villa that won 3-1. I was just too busy reading the Sky tweets from yesterday saying that uh, Fulham were winning 3-1. I was going to say, I wondered what game I was watching when I saw all that. <laughs> so Mitrovic scored just before the hour mark for Fulham and then a Trezeguet brace in the second half and Holly Watkins scoring the third goal three minutes from time gives Dean Smith the three points. And Easter Sunday. Christ was reborn, and his name was Trezeguet. Trezeguet. I'm saying the form of Trezeguet. Absolutely unreal uh, performance the, from Trezeguet. The most baffling, confusing player I've ever witnessed in my lifetime. <laughs> this, this man is no winger. <laughs> no, he's not. Like he does. The only trait of a winger has is. Getting in the right area and scoring. Everything yeah. else is one of the worst. <laughs> oh, it's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious how poor he is. Yeah, he scores so many important goals for us. Mm. Absolutely unreal performance from him. And then Ali Watkins rounding off a good week for himself after scoring uh, on England. Caden Davies got an assist. Oh, yeah. He actually did something. Very surprising indeed. Um, Thank God that I'm not spending the rest of this time ranting on Mings again because... Ah, oh, that was just a was, clusterfuck of a th- thing there from him. I was gutted for him when it happened, but I was like, because you can't defend him now. No. This is more than once it's happened. Exactly. But there was also he, a bit of good after, news as well. His tweet afterwards, so he, he's... His biggest critic, he's straight on Twitter afterwards, like apologising every time. And it, it was a great assist for the first goal. So yes. There's also a bit of good news earlier on in the week as well with uh, Esri Konsa signing a new contract. 
till 2026, I believe it was. Yeah, it's nice to see someone valuing him. Yes. And then the final game that has happened so far this weekend in the Premier League, because we have two more later on today for us, the time we're recording, uh, is Brighton played Manchester United at Old Trafford, and it was Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's side that ran out 2-1 winners thanks to two academy lads in Marcus Rashford and Mason Greenwood with the goals for them whilst a former Manchester United Academy product did score for Brighton in Danny Werwick. It's my new charity coming out now. <laughs> it's nice to see it's just all Man United players score all former Man United players. Um no real talking points from that game realistically. Oh yeah I mean, there was, well, oh there was there was, there was the, there was the penalty show uh, when Maguire was it brought down? Was it Welbeck he brought down? I think he might, I can't remember. But whoever it was, how are you going to sit here and tell me that's not a penalty? I mean, I don't make the VAR rules. You don't make the VAR rules, complain. but let's be honest, if that's Bruno Fernandes being fouled in that same position, same stadium, the penalty is getting given all day. Yeah. 100% agree, but uh, we've, we've talked on VAR until the cows come home and I really can't be bothered to talk about it anymore. Thank it's God a we, bad decision. Thank God we beat Fulham because I'd be ranting on that penalty as well. Yes, he wins the ball, but Watkins hasn't completely dived. He's been taken out as well. Mm, no, I think there's enough of the ball won there for me uh, for it not to be given Uh, (laughs) only bit of bad news for Manchester United is well I don't know how much bad news is because he hasn't really done much this season is Anthony Martial could apparently be uh, out for the remainder of the season with a knee injury that he sustained on international duty with France earlier on the week I heard he was out I don't think I think it looks pretty much certain that he's going to be out for the season, but he, I don't think it has been fully confirmed yet. Uh, and uh, another bit of injury news, which has just come through in the last couple of minutes, um, Declan Rice is set to miss the next uh, four weeks' worth of action uh, due to a knee injury that he has sustained as well oh, no. uh, uh, for West Ham United. I'll keep him fit for the Euros, please. <laughs> there was risk that... I cannot be dealing have... with Calvin Phillips for the whole tournament. <laughs> Yeah, or even worse, was... Dyer in that position. Mm. According to the Telegraph, there is reports that he could uh, be out for the tournament, but we don't know just yet. I mean, to be fair, if Grealish doesn't go, then I don't give a shit. <laughs> You'll find another nation to support Scotland. <laughs> <laughs> right, and um, as we said. Uh, Two more games to look forward to this weekend. Uh, Everton versus Crystal Palace at six o'clock for us and Wolves versus West Ham at quarter past eight. Um, Right, on to the European leagues and there's only one league in which we can start and that is La Liga. My God, does that also not fail to bring us entertainment as well on the first weekend back after internationals. I think there's only one place to start and that is in Seville where Sevilla beat Atletico Madrid 1-0 thanks to a Marcus Acuna goal 30, uh, 20 minutes from time to hand Atletico Madrid uh, defeat and throw the title race wide, wide, wide open. 
and wide open, you say they welcome the big boys back into the playground. Okay, Real Madrid and Barcelona. I know we've said it before, but Atletico really are going to throw this title, aren't they, at this rate? Yep. I can't even acknowledge it. It's, it's happening. Really is happening. I mean, Barcelona are yet to play this weekend, but if they do play, because they play tonight, if they win, they go a point behind Atletico Madrid with a superior goal difference as well. And then the other team that are separating them currently is Real Madrid, who won 2-0 against Ibar thanks to goals from Karim Benzema and Marco Asensio for Zinedine Zidane's side. Benzema again having an absolute great season. He was awarded the player of the month in La Liga for March after an incredible month and like we said pressure's right on them uh, Atletico now and three points separating the two Madrid sides with nine games left for them to and obviously ten including tonight's one for Barcelona. This is going to be, I don't know, it's been a while since we've had a three-horse title race, isn't it? Has there ever been a three-horse title race? Uh, I can't think of one in recent memory, no. The only one I can think of is when Atletico last won it, and whether they were involved, or if it was just one of them. It was just Barcelona, I feel like Real Madrid had a poor season that year, because I think that was 2013-14, the last time Atletico won the title. You say it was a poor season, but you're forgetting Real Madrid won the Champions League that year. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Their (laughs) concentration was on uh, the Champions League and the the first or second of their... It wasn't the first of the treble, but it was the first one in years. Yeah, so it's definitely heating up in uh, La Liga. And the only other talking point we have to talk about is the scenes that happened in the game between Cadiz and Valencia. Uh, Cadiz won the game 2-1. However, um, the game was stopped for a while after Valencia defender Mukhtar Diakabe was apparently uh, the subject to some racial abuse from uh, Cadiz defender Juan Cala. I no idea what was said, but obviously we're going to take Diakabe's uh, word for it. It's obviously it's, you've got to believe yeah, the truth. And it's, it's still crazy in the, it's still in the like allegedly, yeah, category at the moment. But you only have to look at the clip that went around yeah. like, when it when it cuts back to his face. Yeah, and you it, could like when he when he goes over to talk to his manager, you could. Like, there did yeah. seem to be like a certain bit of worry in his face, like, oh shit, I might have actually said something. Did you need to have over your mouth? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and what good decision. Yeah. Good decision from the rest of his Valencia teammates to walk off the pitch with him and obviously uh, suspend the play for a moment in time. And then uh, he, the Akabe, uh, doesn't come back onto the pitch, but the rest of the Valencia squad. Uh, do and continue the match uh, yeah. afterwards. And La Liga deserve massive criticism in this as well because Dirk Harbour gets booked. Yeah. Right. Why? <laughs> and, yeah, what, what? and then there's the whole thing where the, the Valencia don't come back out, you're going to lose three points, maybe points. more. Yeah, it's absolutely ridiculous. And if it is turned out to be true that uh, Kala has said something and there is actual evidence to uh, support it, then 
he should get fined and be banned for the rest of the season, and then that should teach a lesson to the rest you of the players. Well, yeah, you but... you just remove them completely. Mm. You ban them for the season. You ban, you ban them for whatever's long left the season. What's that going to tell? It's not a fitting point. Yeah, it's one of them ones where you're like, what is the maximum? I know, obviously, the maximum would be to remove them from the league and never allowed to play in Spain again. But play football again. I 100% agree, but I don't know what the limits of what they can do is. That's the problem. The so there might actually be, be like there a maximum. Be a limit, should there? You, you, you send no. them the heart, you send them a severe punishment, you can give them, then that puts a stamp on it. Yeah, and it will 100% kick it out of the Spanish game a lot quicker because players aren't going to probably want to be suspended from football for life if they uh, say something you're going to be a lot more careful with your words but yeah it'll be very interesting to see what the Spanish FA do from here going forward and what the result of the investigation is but uh, on a more positive note uh, good to have uh, La Liga back and uh, a close title race between the sides and it'll be a lot interesting good, to see good how to it have comes. La Liga back like it went anyway <laughs> I mean, we had the international break. That's why I'm saying it's good to have it back. Before you were saying it just as, oh, it's exciting again. Yay. (laughs) Over in the German Bundesliga now, and Dortmund once again lost. This time it was at the hands of Eintracht Frankfurt with Andre Silva and an own goal from Nico Schultz giving Frankfurt the uh, away victory whilst Mats Hamels did score a consolation goal for the black and yellow. Jesus, Dortmund are really bad this season, aren't they? I mean, it's going to be nice to see one pretty big team in the new Europa Conference League next season. No, they're going to. Well, as it stands, they're still in the Europa League, not the Conference League. I don't like, know how the placements work, but yeah, in Germany, it will be by Leverkusen at the minute, on, just on goal difference, only three goals separating the two sides. Actually, so they could be in the Europa Conference League, but no, at least they'll have the best. Young player in the world. Yusuf Makoku, who's been ruled out for the remainder <laughs> of the season. Because, <laughs> wasn't <I> remember. <laughs> at this rate, Harlan ain't going to be staying there. Not he's already week. packed his bags. He's gone. Well, I mean, his agents, as we said on the podcast on Thursday, uh, were in Barcelona. Later on that day, they travelled to Madrid. And then apparently on Friday, they travelled to England to uh, talk about a possible deal with all the top five English sides that could potentially be interested in him. Mina Ryler has travelled around the world in one week more than any other person in the last year. Yeah, exactly. Lucky oh, bastard. I wish I was in his boots. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Not literally, but be able to travel. Oh, the choice. Anyway, um, yeah, poor result for Dortmund, which sees them seven points off. Uh, Frankfurt in fourth, uh, looking for that sole Champions League place elsewhere. By Leverkusen beat Schalke 2-1 to condemn Schalke's season even further down the drain. Wolfsburg beat Cologne 1-0. Augsburg beat Hoffenheim 2-1. And the big game of the weekend saw RB's Leipzig play by Munich and it was Leon Goretzka, or should I say Skoretzka, as Thomas Muller would say. Uh, <laughs> give Hansi Flickside the three points and it was Muller himself who got the assist. See? No Lewandowski, no problem for Bayern Munich. 
Christ, you, we know exactly what kind of coach you'd be. Well, <laughs> you'd be the Andrea Perla. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they, they got the job done. And uh, keep... Well, Andrea Perla didn't. Oh, day. yes. Which we'll get onto in a second. But yeah, Bayern Munich remain at top of the table, uh, 64 points, and Leipzig still stay in second on 57. Speaking of Juventus, we're off to Italy now, where Juventus drew 2-2 in the Turin derby after being 2-1 down. Chiesa did open the scoring for Polo's side after 13 minutes. However, a brace from Antonio Sanabria gave the hosts a 2-1 lead, which lasted for quite a while until 10 minutes from time. Cristiano Ronaldo scored the equaliser for Juventus. Big question. So every time I watch Juventus, they only have scenes of two people that score their goals. Ronaldo and Chiesa. Yeah, I suppose the only two. Every time I check. Yeah, it does seem to be the way. I mean, they've got Alvaro Morata in that squad somehow. Still, they like Morata. He's always scoring offside goals. How can you like him? At least he's scoring. And he did assist the opener for Chiesa this weekend, actually. But yeah, massive... As you're shooting down, yet he actually did a good thing. Yeah. Uh, massive drop-off for Juventus, who slipped down to fourth in the table and are now 12 points behind league leaders Inter Milan, who uh, beat Bologna 1-0, thanks to a, a goal from Roman the Champions League. <laughs> They're still in the Champions League. On goal difference. By one goal. For some reason, I thought Italy had three places. but No, Italy had four places. Uh, and the team that are just behind them is Napoli, who beat Crotone 4-3 this weekend with Giovanni Di Lorenzo, Dries Mertens, Victor Oshiman and Lorenzo Insigne scoring the goals for Napoli. And the other Milan team that had a bad weekend is AC Milan, as they dropped points to Sampdoria playing in a 1-1 game. Fabio Quagliarella opened the scoring just before the hour mark for Sampdoria, which is a massive throwback. I didn't know Quagliarella was still playing. You didn't tell me Dean Natale and Del Piero are still there. <laughs> Unfortunately not. Um, however, Luca Tony when you need him? Uh, yeah, he's got a coaching licence, so I think he's about to become a coach somewhere in Italy. If he's I probably going to be the Juventus manager. Yeah. Uh, AC Milan did equalise three minutes from time when Jens Peter Haig uh, equalised for the Rossoneri. Uh, so it's blown the title... Uh, race even more in the favour of Inter Milan who now have an 8 point lead over AC and they have a game in hand as well. Atalanta are 2 points further back from AC Milan in 3rd place, Juventus in 4th and Napoli in 5th as well as Lazio in 6th make up the 2 Europa League places and the Europa League Europa Conference League is in the favour of AS Roma. Over to France now, and the big story of the weekend is Paris Saint-Germain lost again in the league. This time it was Jonathan David that scored the sole goal of the game for Lille, uh, which sees them leapfrog PSG to go top of the table by three points. However, the main talking point of the game was Neymar got sent off. That man will never be missing. <laughs> yeah. He needs Messi to be somewhat... It's just absolutely crazy that uh, he's that's got sent off. 
Not to put anything on Poch, but I don't remember Tuchel losing this many league uh, games. Not in a row, or, or so consistently as well. He's, I don't know, he's, he just doesn't look comfortable there, does he? I mean, it might be Dan's team just not being his team, pretty much. Yeah. He hasn't fully put his stamp on anything yet. But mm. it's very rare that PSG are not winning that league. Yeah, 100% agree with you. I mean, they've only won nine games since he's took over. And it's not like they've played real hard teams. I mean, yes, the last two games for them have been quite hard teams in Lyon and Lille. But previous loss uh, was against Nantes. Just about scraped past Bordeaux. Lost to Monaco as well. They've lost to FC Lorient at the start or the end of January, sorry. Drew with St. Etienne in his first game in charge. Hasn't been an easy ride for Pochettino, but like you said, it isn't really his team and he hasn't been able to stamp his authority on it yet, which will be interesting to see what happens with them next season. Elsewhere, Leon drew 1-1 with Lenz. Uh, goal scorer for Leon was Lucas Paqueta, uh, nine minutes from time, levelling up after Jonathan Klaus uh, scored just after the hour mark for uh, Len. And elsewhere in the league, Monaco beat Mets 4-0. Strasbourg beat Bordeaux 3-2 and Nice beat Nantes 2-1. And Marseille actually won a game back to winning ways as well. I'd forgotten they were on a losing run. (laughs) Winning 2-0 against Dijon. Right, it's on to uh, a quick round of the Predictions League this week. Oh dear. (laughs) So obviously uh, we have the six games. Um, Reminder... We had Leicester Man City, Arsenal Liverpool, Saints Burnley, Leipzig Bayern, PSG Lille and Torino Juventus. So points wise, uh, I got two points for predicting Man City would be uh, Leicester, you got nothing. Arsenal versus Liverpool, we were both wrong, so we get nothing there. Southampton Burnley, we both get two points for predicting Southampton to win. Uh, again, same with Osprey by Munich to beat RB Leipzig. PSG versus Lille, we both got wrong. And Torino versus Juventus, we both got wrong. So you've finally broken the 100-point barrier and are on 102 points finally. I mean, it, it's one of those moments that deserves a light clap because like, I'm probably still like 30 points behind. Uh, 29 points as I'm on 131. It's still gone off because I was on 27 points last week. <laughs> but uh, slowly but surely, maybe later on this week, you'll be able to pull it back. Right, There's more chance of the Villa getting top four. I mean, there is still hope for you. Don't rule that out yet. <laughs> Very slim flicker of hope, but there is still hope. On to the women's game now, and we've had a full slate of cards in the WSL. On Saturday, West Ham United beat Reading 5-0 with Martha Thomas scoring a first-half hat-trick for the Hammers as well as Kenza Daly and Katarina Sivkova scoring the goals as they beat the Royals 5-0 away. And then on Sunday, Chelsea put six past Birmingham City with Sam Kerr scoring again a first-half hat-trick and then a brace from Fran Kirby in the second half and a Guru writing goal gave Emma Hayes' side a 6-0 victory. Everton... You went on. wrong on Sam Kerr, I guess. Yeah, I told you. Sam Kerr and Fran Kirby are the best duo in 
world football. Uh, Everton beat Aston Villa 3-1 with Simone McGill, Lucy Graham and Isabel Christensen scoring from the spot to give Willie Kirkside the three points. However, Chloe Arthur did score a late goal for the Villains, which is good uh, for her, but not obviously for the Villa side who are bottom of the league. Elsewhere, Manchester City beat Tottenham 3-0 with Caroline Weir, Janine Beckett and an own goal from Becky Spence as uh, Gareth Taylor side keep the pressure up on Emma Hayes' Chelsea side with two points separating the two sides. Arsenal beat Bristol City 4-0 with Viviana Miedemar scoring a brace, Daniela van der Donk and Beth Mead scoring the goals for Joe Montemarra's side as they jump up to third place and the remaining Champions League spot as Manchester United lost 1-0 to Brighton. Uh, as it was Anessa Kegman who scored a penalty in that game to give uh, Hope Powell's side the three points. And congratulations are in order to Leicester City women who gained promotion to the WSL after winning 2-0 on Sunday to secure the title. Right, on to... Something weird is going on. Shit! Did you see that? I actually have two of them this week. So the first is to do with the Manchester United Brighton and Hove Albion game. And it was uh, somewhere in the second half where um, the game was stopped for a brief period of time say about three to four minutes and it wasn't for a normal reason it wasn't a player injured or anything it wasn't obviously due to a pitch invader because there's no fans there it wasn't because a cat came onto the pitch as we've seen before not even chickens which we've seen before no it was two what i presume are dogs i don't know if they were geese or anything because i'm not too uh, knowledgeable but yeah two Ducks came onto the pitch and stopped play for a couple of minutes and had to be fondly shepherded out by Maria Thurstatier and one of the ground security guards, which took a while uh, to get them off the pitch. And you know, you, because this is too weird to not be at least a little bit suspicious. What do you think they were sent by someone? I, I don't even, I literally have no idea. It was... Uh, very strange uh, situation to see. Did they look like Dutch ducks by any chance? <laughs> well, what's the difference between a Dutch duck and an English duck? And don't say they're wearing clogs. <laughs> <laughs> and the second story comes from the Austrian Women's Bundesliga. And in a game between SK St. Pollenfrauen and USV Nulemback. Um, the coin toss was done a little differently. So with it be do it differently, but <laughs> so instead of using a normal coin, as it was Easter, the referee gave the two captains an Easter egg, and whoever broke the other one's Easter egg, uh, the winner who had obviously the less breakage, uh, got to decide whether to have kickoff first and what side to play on. Which is exactly what I want over here. Just just do that. I I want Harry Maguire getting an Easter egg cracked over his head by whoever the Brian captain was. Lewis Donkey, isn't it? 
Yeah, just, just Louis don't hold it and realise I've got to break this. Sees Harry Maguire slavered, smashes it on his head. Did you imagine Mike Dean pulling out two <laughs> Easter eggs from his pockets? Oh my god, that would be right, lads, there you go. <laughs> Love it. <laughs> oh, he would make an absolute show uh, case about it. Uh, but start juggling up before. <laughs> Yes, uh, we are on to the international break uh, now for the women's game. So uh, we'll be back uh, towards the end of April, which I believe will be FA Cup weekend uh, for the women's game as we enter the third round. Sure, you can't buy that one. (laughs) No, I mean, Man United don't enter till the next round, so even then I still don't really care. We also have the Champions League to look forward to this week. On Tuesday, we have... Uh, two games between Real Madrid and Liverpool and Manchester City versus Borussia Dortmund. Tasty. Oh my God, these games are going to be so good. They're going to be so good, but some of the spice has been taken out of the Real Madrid-Liverpool game given that we do not get the dream Ramos-Salah fight. Okay, WrestleMania 37. No, no, that's Sunday. (laughs) Ramos Asano will still be more entertaining Exactly This is going to be Just inject it into my veins Real Madrid, Liverpool Man City, Dortmund Man City versus Haaland (laughs) I want Haaland ripping John Stones a new one And absolutely Ending all hopes of the quadruple He's, He's our last hope Yes Indeed he is Oh, this is going to be so good to watch on Tuesday. And then on Wednesday, the second set of quarterfinals games happen as FC Porto welcome uh, Chelsea and Bayern Munich take on Paris Saint-Germain. Even that game's tasty. Oh, yeah, the Bayern PSG one has a level of intrigue to it. It's the repeat of the final. Exactly. And the fact that PSG, I guess, not particularly on form. No. Bayern have had the best striker. Exactly, anything can happen. Mm. And uh, the second legs will take place over the 13th and 14th of April. That's that. The Porto-Chelsea game takes more interest as well. Especially if this see how Chelsea, Let's see how Chelsea bows back. And let's see how serious Porto are. Pepe's just going to end Timo Werner's career. And Timo Werner will do that happily himself. I mean, he already has done it himself. <laughs> He doesn't need any more help from anyone else. But yeah, it's definitely... Oh, I'm so happy we've got Champions League football back. It's just... There's something about it that brings uh, the extra bit of joy to everyone getting uh, to watch Champions League football. Yeah. And that will all change come 2024. <laughs> oh, for God's sake, don't remind me of that changing. I don't even know how it's going to work. It's, as you know, it's a literal league now. <laughs> yeah. But there has been no confirmation fully of it yet, so we'll just leave it there. Right. Uh, any more for any more, or is that a lot this week? Yeah. We've said a lot, but I don't know if we went completely in depth as we're used to because there is so much. Yeah. I feel like we didn't dive into any of the games really deeply because there was too many talking points. Um. Yeah, nothing else has happened as far as I'm aware. Yeah, I think if there was one last thing I saw, I feel like I need to give a nice shout out for Pat Sundaka. If you'd seen he scored an 11 minute hat trick 
for Red Bull Salzburg the weekend. Jesus. So, you know, he's very sought after even without the hat trick. Now he's just. Imagine an extra it. 10 million to his value. Still not the quickest hat trick in the world, though, as that is earned by Robert Lewandowski, who scored a nine minute hat trick. Trezeguet was very close. <laughs> <laughs> the fact you just said Trezeguet was close. He was? He? <laughs> it's a break in Lewandowski's record. Jesus wept. Imagine, imagine if Trezeguet actually did break his record. Oh my God. He was going for the Robbie Fowler one? Yeah. We didn't get the Marnie one. From Southampton all those years back now. Against us, where we just let them score. Mm. Right, um, that is everything. Uh, we'll be back later on this week to review all the action from this week's Champions League games and look ahead to another uh, big weekend in the Premier League as one of the games I can think of at the top of my head is Manchester United versus Tottenham. Next the levels of spice <laughs> Sunday. Uh, however, elsewhere in the Premier League, it's going to rubbish in terms of fixtures. Just having a quick look. The the levels of spice that are coming for Man U and Tottenham. <laughs> yeah, but you know what it is. The Jewish Emery, no doubt. No, no, no. If it's Man United Tottenham, what time is it on? Half four kickoffs aren't boring anymore. <laughs> Proven this weekend. True, but that might all change back again next weekend because it's Jose Mourinho. <laughs> right, uh, make sure you like, comment, and subscribe if you are listening to us on YouTube. Download us if you're uh, listening on Spotify and give us a five star rating if you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts and share it amongst your friends and follow us on Twitter as well where we will post uh, this podcast and uh, any other interesting tweets from around the world of football, just in case you miss it. And until next uh, later on this week, you better get busy this week with the Champions League stuff. Oh, well, do, don't worry. I always am busy. I want prime banter from you. I am social media god. It's time to let the world know you're restricting it too much to the messenger. <laughs> it will come out in full force, hopefully. Right, anyway, we'll see you later on this week, and it's goodbye from me, and goodbye from co-presenter Brad. See ya. And bring on the Champions League.